Coming up, we're going to talk about what's been happening recently around Universal Orlando Resort on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello, Rhino. How are you doing today? I have a tea here, and it's making me very sweaty right now. <laughs> Ooh, sounds great. I know you're going to mm-hmm. be sweating today because, well, we're going to talk about some spooky stuff, obviously. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a news show. We are busy talking about the Minions. We'll probably talk about them today, too, because uh, what is life if you're not talking about the Minions? I I just don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, so we have to catch up on HHN news, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit more. We'll probably be just kind of a random all-over-the-place conversation, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I hope you enjoy this ride we're going to take you on. Uh, be, but before we do get started on this ride, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the help of an awesome universal uh, specific Dreams Unlimited Travel agent that knows about Universal. So it's not like they're Disney agents that uh, have been to Universal once and they're like, yeah, I'll just try to sell it to. No, it's it's agents who actually go to Universal and they know the product as well, too, so they can help you as much as you need. So for a free no obligation quote, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today. Okay, Rhino. I feel like we have to start with the news first and foremost. And uh, I I would have said a couple weeks ago that the news was Minion Land is soft opening, but we've been there. You've seen it. Uh, well, you mm-hmm. would have saw the Minion Cafe review last week. That was our our show that we did. So you either saw it or heard about it. And you know what? We, we say this all the time when we're doing dining reviews. One of the issues with doing them in the moment on the spot is it doesn't give us enough time to like reflect on it. Like, hey, did I get sick after eating there? And <laughs> that's pertinent information. Uh, did, did I think about it later in the night and just decide that it wasn't quite as great as I thought it was before? Like, uh, you know, we, we miss out on that stuff when it's just right in the moment. So uh, in terms of that dining review at minion cafe do you have any uh any takeaways any anything you didn't you felt like was missed out on the original review that you felt later on um i know i got a lot of questions about being like i hope it tasted better than it looked and i don't know if i could uh, the blue rice looks weird for me and stuff like that and um i would say like the blue rice i thought back about frequently where i was like that rice was really good um i really liked it uh no, and I don't I don't think that it was really I didn't think back on it in a negative way at all. I I I feel like I stand by what I said where like if the next time I'm in the park with somebody and they were like, "Oh, I want to go here." I'd be like, "I'd go back." Yeah. I you know, one thing I did see after we released our review, I finally made some time to watch others uh reviews of Minion Cafe and I saw a lot of people praising the grilled cheese in 
tomato soup, the honeymoon soup that we got. And uh, no. I, I will say a lot of other people's food that they got with the with that meal, uh, it looked like their grilled cheese was better and oh. just had like was made a lot better but uh that was still such a disappointment i i still think it's the wrong style of a grilled cheese for that entire sandwich but yeah i i I don't i definitely didn't get sick after that review at all i can say that confidently (laughs) i that one that one i am good on and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got excited then, uh, you know, coming home and telling Kylie about it because I was like, yeah, it was it was solid. If you're going to go eat there soon, then then you should. And and she ended up going to get the meatball pizza and absolutely oh, yeah. loved it. So I, I feel like that in the beef dish, uh, like those will be my solid two go to's every single what time. What was the beef dish? That was the Ropa Vieja. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I well, so I didn't really have that. I didn't have that, but the the I do agree. I I did actually have thought back on that meatball, the the pizza again, and and even though, like I said in the video, it was like a nightmare. It seems like my nightmare in terms of like I don't want to get sauce on me or messy or whatever. It was pretty tasty. Yeah, and I, the one thing I will say, like from the comments when I was looking back at that show, uh, a bunch of people pointed out the price of the minion tots because the side of the minion tots was five dollars and 49 cents and to answer a question uh that some people had i i can't remember i know we addressed it sometime during other recordings but uh you know people asked about the minion tots and a dairy allergy with erica uh she wanted those minion tots so she took her medicine to make sure she would be able to uh, get through it but yeah, it, to keep that in mind, if you do have allergies that uh, speak to the chef, if that is an option for you, like if you're comfortable going up and asking for it so they can take care of you. I know they they recommended it to her and asked if she felt like she needed to to speak to anyone, then she could go and talk to them. Uh, but uh, it is a ripoff getting those tots because you're paying over a dollar for each tot. Yeah. Like a dollar. There was only ten. like six or seven, right? In the no, there was five. There was five. Oh, there was only five. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Five tots. And I so thought for- that, but it wasn't my item. So I didn't want to say it in the video, but I remember thinking it as soon as they came out and I was like, I think you dropped half the side somewhere. Like <laughs> No. And that's exactly why when I went that very first time, I said it in the review, I got the kids meal with it because a kids meal is eight ninety nine, and you get the side of the tots and it's the exact same side that you get on the side dish. So for essentially $3 and 50 cents more, uh, you know, you can get that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or you can get that kids grilled cheese and you still get the tots with it. So I'm like for, for the little extra money that it costs, you might as well just do the kids meal, get the extra food and not feel like you're getting ripped off on those tots. Uh, because that is definitely a bad, a bad deal when it comes to it. And I'm going through right now, just looking at the comments from that show to make sure there wasn't any other thing that I'm, I'm missing because I know there was a couple questions that uh, they people followed up with in there. A lot of people saying they're excited to see us uh, review the other places. And uh, I know we have plans on getting over to try uh, Papa Nana 
and then some sweets from Bake My Day really soon. And we will also get over and do a thorough review of Freeze Ray Pops. Uh, I did get an item from Freeze Ray Pops on the very first day when it was open. I did get the uh, the Minion Popsicle, which was their banana popsicle with some white chocolate on there. And I will say I found it to be very delicious. Rhino, I think you would even like it. I know you don't like banana flavor, but mm-hmm. it was not like over the top banana flavor. Like, And it wasn't it was more like a. I hate saying it this way. It was more like a fudge-sicle consistency, but it wasn't like banana fudge. It just, it was, it honestly, it just kind of tasted like a little vanilla with a little banana flavor to it. So I just like, lightly. I like, like banana breads. I like banana. St- I was like, I like stuff. I, I don't know. I just got to be open to it. I think it's just, you know, like when I think of that banana flavor, I think of like that yellow popsicle and I don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and that's what I think you would be. Popsicle, not universal popsicle. I meant like the kind you had when you were a kid. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what I was concerned that you would be concerned. It is. It's not that at all. So you do not have to be concerned about that. But uh, yeah, so we will get over there and do a little bit more reviews with that uh, because also too you kind of get you got to get there early in the day. Bake my day is selling out of good treats very quickly. And uh, then once you get into the afternoon hours, they're basically stocking it with just standard universal treats and not uh, it, not minion land specific items. And that just, you know, that feels cheap. It's it's not as good. It's not what you're going there for. So, oh, man, it'll be tough. We'll have to get there right when it opens. And then the only other thing I want to mention with minion land, since I don't know where it will fit into the grand scheme of everything, but uh, it on the outset of minion land as you're heading towards the transformers meet and greet area and the transformers gift shop of course they added on the little illumination theater off of illumination avenue because that's also part of all of this area and uh well first things first i when it opened i was like oh this is going to be an inside theater that you walk inside and it's going to be a meet and greet kind of like some of the ones disney has that are more uh intricate and indoors and it's not it's still an outdoor queue and then the characters come out of the theater and kind of stand under the marquee sign uh the best the best thing to do if you want to meet the characters you know you have to get in line but if you just want to see them uh when their sets are about to start they're going to come out of the doors and they're going to dance for about a minute and they let you kind of stand around and just watch that little show and they'll also dance before they go back in too so uh, at the beginning and start of their sets that is the best time to see them and i believe they're out for 20 minutes at a time uh that's the best time to see them and actually it's a lot of fun not not that it's not fun meeting them and getting your picture with them uh but i enjoyed standing there just watching them dance and you know they've had the the pigs from sing and a vector was out there dancing away i haven't seen him in person yet i've just seen videos of it uh man man that creepy guy can dance oh my god it was like people were going insane but it was very much where i was like this is like what the character is was in that original movie but it's just funny because he's got that like that lower flat tire area and he just like i don't know it's just it was it was funny to watch how like how a character can hype up a crowd and like you get so excited for something like that yeah. so it's a lot of fun i want to see the pigs though i want to see uh, uh, uh oh my gosh are you okay i'm fine thank you yeah. how are you 
<laughs> yeah, I've only seen uh, which one of the two. I I think I saw Rosita, not not Gunter. I don't remember which one because on the the first day they were meeting with Johnny, but then the pigs started coming out. Uh, just the two of them. Minions have been there. It's really cute, honestly. Is as much as I'm disappointed that you don't go inside and you have like a nice meet and greet indoors, kind of like how the the DreamWorks theater was in the Barney space. Uh, I, I think I think this is fine. Like it's 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 a cute venue to have characters come out, and unless it's raining, it's not really a big deal. But it is Florida that happens. So Minion Land, uh, we will continue reporting on it in the upcoming weeks, uh, nay say months. Uh, right now, the only thing left to open with it technically is villain con minion blast and right now uh from what the internet is saying and from what i'm also hearing too is that it is having some uh, technical issues so the ride is, the attraction shouldn't call it a ride i mean you are riding on a conveyor belt but uh the the attraction is having uh, technical difficulties even though it is complete in a sense so hopefully it doesn't take that much longer before it's open and all of minion land can open i'm excited rhino i'm already calling it it's opening while we're in california so uh we're gonna miss out on that but yeah i was gonna say our streak with universal opening announcing doing whatever it's like we'll have a thing we'll talk about it and then it's like they wait they wait and then they see on the calendar we have something and then they do it right then i'm not saying we're being trolled but we, we, it feels like we might be being trolled. No, no, it for sure feels like that. I'm like, if it takes that long, I'm hoping it doesn't take that long and we hear something, you know, by the end of July ish. Like, that's just me not speculating and hoping based on what other people on the internet are saying as well too uh, i i'm i'm excited to see what they did with it but uh let's move away from minion land and let's talk about the hhn news that we missed a couple weeks back i mean we didn't miss it we knew about it but uh it just uh you know it's just our first chance to talk about it here and that's that we finally got our second house announcement for halloween horror nights way way too long in between houses is this the third one or second one now i feel no, I, crazy i think it's just the second because i think the first one is chucky and then this is the second good point right yes. unless That's i'm correct. forgetting one okay <laughs> i it's like it, i'm still in that life situation where i'm like no they've they've announced more than they have but it's just because we laid it waited so long for this one but yeah chucky was yeah, the first chucky one announced was, and then uh, after that, Last of Us finally got announced. So it has been a long time coming. So we still have eight more houses to be revealed in the grand scheme. The Last of Us is the only house announced in 2023 because so Chucky was announced on the closing day yep. of the, the uh, event in 2022, which is, it, I feel like historically in terms of like announcements, this is the longest we've maybe waited for house announcements. Yeah, I'm. You know what? It's for us, like, Obviously, for us doing this job and giving this information and hoping that people book vacations for us, it's 
hard because you know there are people out there who will go to Halloween Horror Nights every single year, regardless of what the houses are. And it's just a tradition, you know, kind of the same way it is for us as locals now. Uh, but then there's other people out there who need that extra push. And when <laughs> you're waiting so long, uh, I know I know for Universal, the turnaround travel time isn't that long. And there's still enough time for people to say, oh, I heard that house. I'm going to book that vacation officially now. That's There's still time for that. But it's like, give the more advanced you uh, information you give to people, the more time they have to figure out if it's possible to go. And uh, this this is one of those announcements. I know it, it's taken a long time to get there uh, from even a legal standpoint. So I, I understand why it's taken so long. But I wish they would have dropped some some other things that they could along the way. I mean, even like I I know they wait for the end to announce original houses, but I wish they would have just dropped some originals in, in between now and then. So it wasn't such a long wait. It's not necessarily what will get some people to book the vacation and actually come. It's a lot of times it's these intellectual property houses like this, but you know, you still want, you want something, you want that little bit of a, a teaser out there, but Anyways, back to Last of Us. Uh, this house is coming to both Universal Orlando's event as well as Universal Studios Hollywood. And it is based on the post-apocalyptic PlayStation video game. And I'm saying that very clearly because obviously there's a lot of people out there who loved watching the Last of Us adaptation that HBO did. Uh, it was an incredible show. I'm not going to say which one of the two of us hasn't finished the show yet, uh, but mm-hmm. I loved every single episode from start to finish <laughs> and uh, it i i'm just anticipating more and more of it and uh, i have not played the game i've been a playstation guy all my life and i've just dabbled in nintendo and i've i'm gonna say it, i've never owned an xbox and that's probably gonna shock a lot of people out there uh rhino who is like stuck in SNES and uh, mm-hmm. 64 uh I, I i had to just convince him to get a ps5 recently i did have a ps4 before that you did you did but that was thrust upon me as well yeah so you you're not you're not as big on consoles and stuff but i've been a playstation guy literally since since playstation one and it's always been my absolute favorite uh last of us is a game i just never played i mean it's it's just celebrating its 10th anniversary this year so uh i that's also lines up with around the time where I started becoming so busy with this job that I didn't have time to just sit around and play video games. Uh, so that's that's factored into it, too. But I understand that the HBO show did a very good job of bringing it to life, and it's gotten me excited to play the game. So I will try to make an effort <laughs> to play it before Halloween Horror Nights so I really understand it. I know that that would require a lot of time and I'm still uh, I still have stacked up the 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 Star Wars game that released, the Jedi Survivor, I still have Hogwarts, I still have Guardians of the Galaxy that I've never played, so now I'm going to have to add Last of Us to this too. But I just yeah. I feel like it's a rite of passage. I, need I don't know. Yeah, I have. I, yeah, I've heard people talk about the game for like years and years and years. And I, I you're right. I mean, I'm. I have all the. Uh, I've always been a Nintendo gal, and uh, I like a side scroller. So the idea of like a more open world game was always very like. I was like, no, I'm not a gamer like that. But then I have. I, I got a PlayStation Four, and I played 
like Spider-Man and Jedi Survivor and Guardians of the Galaxy and some other games on it. And I finally was like, okay, but it has to be a very specific game, I guess, to kind of invest myself into. So I did get a PlayStation 5 because I did I did want to play Jedi Survivor. Um, and then, you know what? Super random, but I ran into a guy that worked for the company that make Diablo. Do you know what that game is? Diablo mm-hmm. 4? Yeah. And he would ask me, oh, have you, have you played Diablo 4? And I was like, no, I've heard of it, and I've heard it's great. And he pulled it out of his bag and gave it to me because <laughs> he oh, worked. Wow. For the company that, like, he, that was his job is to promote this game or whatever. And so, like, I walked out in, in California with a copy of this game that now I was like, well, I'm going to play that game next because I've been handed it literally yeah. was handed to me. But I'm trying to be like, so, like, I think I'm also going to maybe try to do that with The Last of Us, like, be a little more open to these games where it's like, maybe they're not based on pre existing franchise and everything. But everybody says The Last of Us is just this, like, incredible story whatever i I know i haven't finished the show yet so there's even a part of me where i was like should i try to play the game before i finish the show i don't know maybe because then the game would be more surprising yeah that is very true and i definitely love the drama and the narrative that's going along with the with the show and as well the game but uh, for me I I feel still scarred from when I was growing up and I would play Resident Evil 1 on oh, yeah. the original yeah. PlayStation. Like, I was obsessed with that game, but it also scared the crap out of me. And it was, <laughs> it was a scary game. Resident Evil 2 was even more scary and, like, to the point that I couldn't finish it just because I would always play, you know, in my basement really late at night. And I'm not talking like... I'm talking I was probably too too old to be (laughs) terrified that zombies were going to come eat me but you know what it's when you're in a weird mindset and it's too late and you're sleep deprived uh it doesn't matter what age you are you get you get scared at that kind of stuff and from some of the gameplay that i've seen on social media of last of us i'm like i know i i would still get freaked out especially playing it like late at night and when like your house is quiet you know what i mean like that's the part where I'm like kind of nervous because like I, I not to be like a wimp, but when I was reading, I remember reading like the last two Harry Potter books and I still lived in Massachusetts and I would read them until it got dark outside at like on our porch. Cause they came out in the summer and stuff and being like, okay, there's enough noises coming out of the woods now that I need to go back inside. And I'm like, if I was getting spooked during the Harry Potter seven, I can't imagine playing a video game in Florida where mushrooms, you will literally go to bed one night, wake up tomorrow and the entire like grass, wherever you are is covered in mushrooms. I'm not sure that I could handle it. Well, I'm going to choose to not respond to the first part of that and say, yes, mushrooms are a problem in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's uh, read the description that Universal put out for it. And they said, set in a ravaged civilization where infected and hardened survivors run rampant, Naughty Dog and PlayStation's The Last of Us video game, which celebrates its 10th anniversary this year, has captivated audiences since its release. And now guests can immerse themselves in a real life experience that puts them directly into the game frightening world the last of us haunted houses on both coasts will propel guests into a world of carnage and mayhem as they follow in the footsteps of the game's protagonists joel and ellie who endure a brutal journey in a world overtaken by fungal virus that turns humans into various forms of a new threat known as the infected 
As guests encounter the infected, runners, stalkers, and clickers, along with the hunters, a band of hostile humans, they will need to navigate the Pittsburgh quarantine zone, including iconic locations from the video game, such as the creepy and desolate The Hotel Grand and a labyrinth of dark tunnels in dark and dank tunnels in a desperate attempt to escape and survive. So, uh, I mean, I guess this is technically similar to how. You know, I escaped Pennsylvania. I had to get out of the Pittsburgh quarantine zone, and I made it to Florida, my sanctuary. But I thought it was Boston on the show, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I I mean, I don't know in the game if it originally was Pittsburgh. If it is, that makes me want to play it so much more. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think I even missed this the first time I read the press release because I'm like, ooh, Pittsburgh. I love <laughs> yeah. my Pittsburgh. So it's my my home city. I got to love it. But uh, yeah, so I'm very, very excited for it. And hopefully it won't be too long before we get another house announcement. Because again, Halloween Horror Nights kicks off Friday, September 1st at Universal Orlando and Universal Studios Hollywood on Thursday, September 7th. And yes, I know there's rumors that have been flying around recently about other houses. I know uh, Universal News Today, part of WDW News Today, uh, posted a couple. And the one that has me interested in it that uh, I, I've i heard extra rumblings about, too, is a Doling Dragons-themed house mm-hmm. that would be you know one of the original houses. I, you know, immediately my mind goes with that is, okay, would that be the return of puppetry as part of yeah. a HHN house? Because how else do you do dragons well? I mean, obviously you have like, you know, you have medieval characters that are, you know, being fighting the dragons, ravaging, coming after you. Hopefully Merlin will be part of it as well, too. And uh, then, but you need the dragons involved. So... I I feel like I could kind of see this happening and like I could see how it could be translated into a house. And then also like it it would be given some love to Universal, too, which that's that's fan service that uh, always bodes well with the community in that way. So, Rhino, would you would you be up for it or would you be like, nope, my I, I dueling dragons? No, I'm a dragon challenge guy. Yeah. <laughs> dragon challenge yeah okay i was like i for a second i was like what and then i forgot it was like rethemed for harry potter and now it's not there anymore at all um but i yeah no for sure i i can see it i feel like when they said it i was like okay i can imagine there's like two dry two tribes that like worship each dragon and they're like crazy like i you know i can see like you know, that smell of like charcoal or the burning when you go into the house and like all, maybe there's people wearing like dragon scale armor and everybody's like screaming and things like that. And then it ends with like, you know, a big double-sided scare where it's like two puppeted dragon heads or something like that. And, you know, hints of the dragon as you go through and it's like the big reveal at the end, because I feel like historically in the last couple of years, I mean, there's, there's been a house that has a giant, thing in it right because beetlejuice had the sandworm you know the the um the killer clowns from outer space had the the giant clown the um stranger things had Um, the the thing in the mall and uh yeah so like we've had we've had those like big monster scares at the end so this would be kind of a continuation of that yeah if it was done that way and you know 
Rhino, I feel like you gave them too many good ideas. So I'm going to ask <laughs> you to uh, back off a little bit on that. I'm not saying that aggressively. I'm just saying uh, we're at the point in our lives now where we got to start getting paid for our ideas. If you know, Maybe they already were coming up with it on their own, but I, I don't want to take the chance on there. So it's <laughs> no, no free ideas in life. That's what I say. But uh, the only other thing I really have to talk about uh, is the – did you I, – I don't think you've been yet, but I know you've seen at least uh, the new theme of the All Hallows Eve boutique in the Lost Continent. Yes. I, I haven't seen it in person, but I did see the reel that you made, and I was like, oh, the theming looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So they rethemed it for the summer to Monstergram Picture Studios. And uh, it's, you know, it is the same store that it always is. But now some of the props in there are just, you know, they're they're themed around making a movie. So like Frankenstein is clearly the director. And then uh, the bride is kind of like an assistant I guess, because she's just holding a clipboard and not super well done. Uh, but then you have the mummy who's like a gopher uh, because he's holding a tray of coffee for all of the monsters. But then they put a nice little touch in there, too. They put one of the coffee cups says B Fraser on it. So uh, this mummy did make sure that Brendan Fraser got his cup of coffee. I do love uh, that. They, yeah. What's that? That's a nice touch. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, you know, it, uh, that was a really good touch. Uh, then in that first entrance area, they have some of the, uh, the director's seats, director's chairs for the different monsters, the mummy, the creature, Wolfman, each have their little chair that is themed and looks like theirs. Uh, they have posters and pictures that, that were definitely lining the walls of the old Universal Orlando's Classic Monsters Cafe, Universal Studios Classic Monsters Cafe, uh, which it's kind of cool to see props like that being reused. Uh, my favorite part is once you get a little bit deeper into that second uh, part of the store where the cash registers are and it opens up, uh, you find out that apparently Dracula is running the boom mic as the sound guy. <laughs> uh, the creature is running the uh, camera. So he's the director of photography, I guess. And uh, they're there's this like crazy little backdrop that looks like something straight out of plan nine from outer space uh, with these UFOs that are bobbing up and down uh, a, a cute little photo op. And then all the way in the back, you find out that the Wolfman is apparently the editor as he is uh, cutting up some of the film. And then there's all these tentacles that are coming out of a tank uh, that in the tentacles are the makeup person and helping with props. Uh, just a super, super cool little uh, update to this store that you know just keeps it fresh you know i wish the merchandise was fresher and as halloween season approaches mm. they will add more merchandise in like when the last of us was announced they put that merchandise in there so uh it will it will continually get updated but uh, i'm ready i'm ready to see new stuff because it feels like the halloween style merch they've been pushing has been there for way too long now it needs it needs something new to keep me going into the store. The new themes get me in there, but only like once I need to see new merchandise in there beyond that. Uh, and then uh, the, the only other thing I would mention with stores is they put up the signage for the new 
universe store uh rhino and i recorded a lost episode of the show where we talked about it uh not in depth but slightly in depth that in the jurassic park tribute store uh but the audio didn't record with it so it was Mm -hmm. lost (laughs) forever in history uh but now that the signage is up for the universe store it is now i guess officially declared as open even though it's been open for a while and the merchandise inside is kind of high-end uh merchandise it's it's still t-shirts and, and such it's just more expensive than the average t-shirt and uh features you know a little bit like i i want to say like designer style t-shirts yeah. of universal properties as well as like felix the cat is a big staple of it for some reason but et merchandise classic monster merchandise jaws merchandise uh i i went through the store and looked at everything and i was like i could see myself like buying one of the monsters things but i also probably won't get anything from there ever it's just not well it's not my style i should say the pricing is like a lot higher because it's like i think you're right like it's marketed as that sort of that that designer theme park stuff um i went to the one in hollywood because they have one out there too now and i was like you know it was same stuff as the one here i think but um yeah there's like a jurassic park like a green like uh zip like like a pullover sort of rain jacket thing um that has like a cool like orange design on the back that that one i liked a lot but it's like 125 dollars, and i was like "Mm, mama no yeah, but uh well, I guess it's hard to say because I know we talked about it in the lost episode that we had, but um the uh the merchandise in general like in the Jurassic Park tribute store also felt like it went up drastically uh from for some of the You mean drastically? Drastically. Rhino, you know okay. what? There you go. I'll say the one problem with that is that joke came towards the end of the episode when no one's watching anymore. Uh, yeah. You gotta you gotta put a beauty like that in in the beginning because like when I made that you bet Jurassic joke yeah. at the start of our dining one, a lot of people love that. So save that drastically for <laughs> another Jurassic themed episode, and the people they're gonna love you. They're gonna <laughs> adore you. I'm trying to think of another one right now, but I can't. Sorry. It's okay. Again, don't bury it in the end of an episode like this. But I will say from the press release that they sent out, like they specifically say uh, tapping into entertainment and fashion tastemakers through their style driven offerings, merchandise at universe, universe. Universe, universe marries popular <laughs> designs with current fashion silhouettes and trending styles driven by favorite characters and iconic on-screen moments exclusive merchandise will be released in limited quantities from tees to jackets track suits and skirts to tote bags and hats products will range in price from $30 to $150 and then a big deal with this uh, in size from extra small to 2XL across men's women's and unisex categories I have not tried any of these on but I will say there are sometimes with uh when you get limited edition items where the sizing is definitely off where it's like an extra large would actually fit like a regular unisex large shirt so that has me worried that they're kind of saying like oh this is for smaller people we're not interested in selling this stuff to to mm-hmm. people who are of a bigger size and i don't like that because you know leaving people out of it is not universal I think I've got those uh, I've got those honk honkers. So I need a bigger <laughs> size shirt. 
that was keeping it in theme with uh, Seuss Landing, just for <laughs> yeah. all clear. That it absolutely was, Rhino. So I appreciate you for it. But that store is open. And if you're looking for it, uh, it is basically when you're entering Universal Studios Florida, it is sandwiched in between what used to be the Betty Boop store and then the Hello Kitty store. So it's to the left of Hello Kitty. Uh, it is directly across the street from Today Cafe. It's you know, it's all a part of that big store that's right across the street from the Universal Studio store and just before you get into uh, Minion Land and the attractions of Minion Land. So check it out if you're interested in it. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend walking in to see if it's your cup of tea, buy something. If not, don't. And honestly, it's also probably all in shop.universalorlando.com too. So might be able to find that stuff there. But ultimately, Rhino, uh, I have nothing else to say about Universal right now. So, do you? <laughs> no. 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 I okay. said my... I, no, I don't have another you made one. Your piece. <laughs> I thought I had it's another okay. one. Yeah. That's okay. You made your piece. So, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. So, I do hope you enjoyed it. We obviously appreciate you taking the time to listen and watch it. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. So, thank you very much. And if you do want to support us more, you can always book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dot com. Uh, if you want to support us beyond that, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. If you listen to this podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's possible to leave a rating and review, please take the time to do so. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. Rhino, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Oh, you bet Jurassic it was a good conversation. Oh, yeah, I stole your joke. Stealing man. it. Stealing it. <laughs> uh, and thank you, everyone out there, for taking the time to listen and watch this. Again, we really do appreciate it. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Now.